Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am a careers advisor and a career happiness mentor. This is the second season of the podcast. So if you haven't already listened to all 26 episodes from season one, please go back and check out the list of episodes that are relevant to you. In this season, we'll be talking to more exciting and interesting guests. I'll be talking about job hunting and how you can get noticed more on LinkedIn and be more visible so that you can get a promotion and pay rise. We will also be looking at confidence, self-worth, and also how you can be career happy in relation to your health and overall well-being. So if you are looking for some inspiration in your career and you want to move forward into the next phase for 2020, please stay tuned and listen to the podcast. Hello everyone and in today's episode I had a really really um, great chat with the lovely Roz Jackson. I actually met Roz and we briefly kind of talk about that at the beginning of the interview um, on an app called Sharper which is like a networking app for entrepreneurs and um, we kind of quickly started talking on there and then we connected on social media and since then we've been in touch and we've had a conversation um, on Skype and I really just love what Roz does. She's so passionate about career change she is a career coach herself and she really really supports encourages other career coaches but she's also I think somebody who wants to um, kind of you know change people's perception around career change that it's it's not really a stigma and we talk a little bit about that in this episode But we talk a lot about her career, her development, how she came to be where she is today. And this is slightly longer than some of my episodes that I have. But I I guarantee you that Roz gives so much attention to detail and she really, really cares about helping people understand that it's okay for you to want more. But it's also okay for you to um, go after what it is you really, really want. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I had a brilliant time um, interviewing her. And yeah, I'll pass you over to her. Hello, everyone. I've got uh, Roz, Roz Jackson here with me today. Hey, Roz, how are you doing? Hi, Shoma. I'm really good. Thank you so much. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Thank you so much for taking time out today to come on the podcast I'm really really excited to have you here as a guest well I'm really honored that you've you've asked me it's a real pleasure so thank you no not at all I mean I think one of the reasons why I wanted you on the podcast is because I really really um love what you do with um more from my career and um I really like think that the information that you have on there is just so important for people who are considering career change or doing different things but obviously you know we connected um I think we connected via Sharper actually a while ago didn't we Roz? Yeah that's right years ago and uh I wonder if everybody even knows 
what Sharper is. <laughs> so I came across it kind of randomly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's like a networking app, isn't it? Not quite yeah. like LinkedIn, but yeah, that's that's how we connected on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I still kind of sometimes use it because I actually still meet very interesting people like yourself, and I can then connect with them on LinkedIn. Um, and I don't know, we had a we had a chat, uh, I think last year sometime, and we just got along. And I really feel like a lot of the concepts you speak about in general are aligned. So I'm really pleased that you're here today as well. But for those of the people who are listening, obviously, I know what you do, but can you kind of tell us a little bit more about more from my career and how how you started it I guess was yeah of course that's a good place to start well morefrommycareer.com is a website that I created in 2018 and the purpose of it is to empower people who are in their 20s or 30s to find work that fits them better and feels meaningful to them and the website has a pretty big collection of what I call tools or um, another phrase I suppose is resources of things like books or podcasts or communities or volunteer organizations, all sorts of different resources that are all to do with providing information about how do you change career? So whether it's books written by experts in, in the career change field or organizations that you might consider volunteering for to help you gain experience to aid your career change journey. Um, and it's the only website of its kind to have so many resources in one place. And there are also a growing number of stories from people that I've interviewed who have changed career themselves um, to learn about what was that process like and what were the challenges you faced along the way and what did you learn about yourself and uh, how does your new career that you're in compare to the one that you left behind and I hope that those stories of people who've really been through it they've got the t-shirt they have changed career helped inspire those people who are thinking about changing career but uh, want to become more informed about what that process could look like for them. Hmm. Um, and I've also trained myself as a career coach and I did that so that I could provide direct and sort of practical support for people on their journey, as well as sharing all these resources that I've discovered myself and stories from people who've, who've changed career. Um, I wanted to be able to directly help people too. And to answer your, the second part of your question of, I suppose, where, yeah, how did I start it? Where did it come from? Well, I created the website because I wish I had access to that website myself when I was thinking about changing career um, a number of years back. And out of curiosity, as bonkers as this might sound, I'd spent several years in my spare time completely out of interest, just researching what is it that the experts in the world of career development, career change, what do they say, what advice do they offer to professionals who might have found themselves working in a role or in a career which doesn't quite fit them and they're thinking about changing direction 
what do you do and where do you start? And so I read every book that I could get my hand on on that subject. And um, I know we have this in common that we love podcasts, you and I, and I, I listened to hundreds of career-related podcasts and I joined career change-related communities and, and all sorts of things like this. Um, basically, anything I could get my hands on on this subject, I was there. And this was almost a kind of hobby in a weird way uh, that, that I did it in my spare time. And at the same time, I was having a lot of conversations with people about work and their relationship to work and mm-hmm. how um, unhappy or happy they felt in, in their work. And at the time, there was this pattern with friends or people in my network who I spoke to and a lot of them were not happy or not fulfilled or satisfied in their work and as an optimist myself I found that kind of difficult to stomach I I believe that we don't have to settle for being predominantly as a lot of these people were unhappy in our work a lot of the time and I also felt that accessing information to career change Mm. should be, it should be more easily accessible. Mm. I'd spent, as I say, several years doing this research in my spare time. And one day it dawned on me that, well, this is bonkers. If this is (laughs) such a common problem as it felt like it was to me in my little world back then, then I don't want another person spending several years in their spare time gathering this information up to uh, help inform their decision and uh, long story short on on that particular point eventually the the idea of a website came up to basically put all this information that I'd researched and knowledge I'd gained into one place to help somebody else in the same sort of situation who was thinking about changing career but had no idea where to start I hoped that the website would be a good starting point for them. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I really, really love that concept and your willingness to help. Obviously, you know, you are a trained career coach, but it's interesting what you're saying about career change because a lot of the clients I've had who think about career change roles, they don't even know where to start. You know, it's like you would think with everything available on the World Wide Web and books, some of it I think may be fear some of it could be lots of different things but I mean it's really really interesting and knowing about what made you start because even though we've spoken I, I didn't know that so it's really interesting thank you for sharing that no sure thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> really really cool um and I think also there needs to be that's one of the things I really really liked about your website I loved the fact that you know there was so much information on there because everyone's different as well and they're gonna need different sources of information because their personalities are all very very different um kind of in line with that then Roz um I'd really love to know like from you because you've had lots of different conversations specifically around career change and although I do help my clients a little bit with career change it's more around the career unhappiness one of the things I really wanted to ask you is what do you think is kind of like the biggest reason people don't change their careers Hmm, that's a good question and a really important thing to think about because you've touched on it there. I think 
it's sort of implied in the question that some people will allow something to stop them, whatever that something is, from changing career. And depending on who the individual is, there could be lots of reasons why. But I think what comes up again and again is fear. And fear can show up in all sorts of different ways for people. And um, we could talk about some examples. Of... Drilling, if you hear any drilling in the background, doors. Oh, no, I can't. No, no, you're absolutely fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone who's listening. I didn't mean to interrupt Ross there. There's some drilling going on downstairs. But anyway, yeah, please continue. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's fear. That's the, for me, conversations I've had, what comes up again and again as, as the reason that can stop people from changing career. And even if we just put the concept of career change to one side just for a second, I think we can all relate to or understand that change, whatever kind of change it might be in your life, or in work or in family or moving location or, or anything at all, or having, picking up the phone and having a conversation with a new person, whatever it is, change can feel scary a lot of the time because there's that sense of unknown or fear of, of what's going to be entailed with that change in that new experience or situation and we don't know what's on the other side of that thing that that change is bringing um and so when you think about career change it's such a big undertaking for Mm. people to embark on Um, and i think rightfully so that can feel scary and and quite daunting Mm. and what sometimes happens is that people might know truthfully that they are unhappy or maybe even quite miserable or deeply unfulfilled in the work that they're doing but in a funny way or not that funny actually that sense of dissatisfaction is at least uh, familiar and that sense of familiarity can be comforting to some people whereas the, the possibility and the unknown of what's on the flip side of that, if I were to give up this career in pursuit of something else, could I have a different existence? That unknown can feel scary. Mm. And uh, to give some examples, let's see, I think sometimes people are fearful of judgment. They might be afraid of, well, what are my current colleagues or my family members, or what are my friends going to say about me if I tell them that I'm thinking about giving this up and starting my own business, or I don't know, getting a completely different job or giving up that career, that profession? Mm. What if my I'm being judged, or what if my credibility is called into question? What if my professional reputation that I've worked so hard to build up um, falters as a result? I think that can be a very real fear of people, that that kind of judgment. Um, I think some people might be afraid of changing career if their relationship to risk or or perhaps their tolerance to risk is not as high and they're, they're seeing or concentrating more on what they might lose from leaving this one career as opposed to what they might gain by taking a bit of a chance. Um, I think another really interesting example to do with this fear is about identity 
And what I mean is that I think we're seeing more and more that for a lot of people, work doesn't just represent a job that you do between the hours of nine and five, and that's it. And it's a sort of compartmentalized thing that is completely separate from all the other compartments in your life. Mm. But in fact, for a lot of us, work is so much more than that. And to the extent that it can almost represent a really big part of how I identify myself as a person. Mm. And what I think is uh, sort of topical about that this year is with, unfortunately, people being made redundant or being furloughed as a result of COVID meant that I, I saw in some people that they had more time available to them quite suddenly and unexpectedly where they weren't working, where they were furloughed or in between work, whatever the circumstance was. And they suddenly had the headspace to question, well, when I'm not doing that job and I'm in the situation now where I can't do the job, what does that mean about, what does that say about me? Who am I if I'm not doing that work anymore? Yeah. What does that mean about my identity? And not knowing the answer to that question of who are you without that work mm. can be really scary. So if your identity is really um, closely linked with you being a lawyer or you're a recruiter or whatever it is that you're doing in your career now, the the prospects of letting that go is another way that I think fear can present itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And I think um, what you're saying about the identity puzzle piece, I've been having conversations with women like that as well, Rose. But the other thing that I found as well is that a lot of those people have maybe been mums or dedicated themselves to something. And because of what's happening with the pandemic present, they've actually not just had that reflection time, they've actually realised they've not given their dreams or what they wanted to do an opportunity. So now they're almost going for them. So really interesting. And I think we do put a lot of attachment to identity and our career. And I mean, I'm not saying this because I'm from an Asian background, but in the Asian kind of um, demographic or community, you know, there's a lot of status around particular jobs and I think that's in all communities, you know, like if you do a certain job, that comes with certain, you know, allegiance, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And that's so true. And even I notice the language that we use hmm. sometimes indicates our relationship to work. When people answer the question, I am a hmm. career coach or career mentor however you define yourself I am a podcaster whatever it is yeah connects you and that work in a way that's quite different to you saying I work as a xyz and just really tiny distinctions like that I think can um, contribute to that sense of you as a person and your identity and your work all being sort of one uh yeah one muddle thing <laughs> yeah no that's that's really really interesting I know, I know a lot of doctors who are coaches for example and they'll say that they're a doctor but they'll also say that maybe they're a well-being practitioner and things like that or a well-being coach you know mm-hmm. I guess it, that comes with feeling comfortable 
about what feels good for you but also some people you know sometimes with those kind of labels or identities like before when I first started my business I used to say long time ago I used to say oh yeah I'm I work freelance but now I say I run a business because it's about the shifts that you make in terms of what you do and sometimes I even say careers advisor so it depends I guess who I'm with and that's the other interesting thing that I think what you do Roz will it probably inspires a lot of people to think should I be hanging around with more people who have changed their career for example like you were talking about your communities because I think some people don't think there are other people out there like like that or they find it hard to get out of their little fixed boxes of communities and until you start mixing with the people that you need to move forward it can be it can be difficult can't it definitely agree with that yeah when you're surrounded by that sense of familiarity or people or perhaps family members who've worked long term in one profession or have seen to be on the outside relatively happy in the work that they do, they don't complain much, <laughs> then it can feel very isolating if you're having those thoughts quietly to yourself, uh, doubting whether the career you're in now is right for you. And if it isn't right for you, what does that mean? And where do you go from here? And if there's nobody around you in your immediate network or your friendship groups, family, whatever, or um, people that you work with in your organisation, if there's no one that you're seeing sort of have access to who has changed career themselves or done, mm. started their own business or worked full-time as well or run a side project or whatever it might be, then it can be difficult to know where do I begin? And it can also feel quite isolating and pretty lonely if you feel mm. like you're unusual for feeling this way or even mm. wrong for feeling this way and yeah. I think you're right that finding some sort of community or like-minded people or other people who've gone through some sort of similar experience that relates to yours is is really important to try and minimize that mm. sense of loneliness and isolation yeah no definitely very very interesting um answer and kind of the discussion around that so kind of just to focus a little bit more on 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 you a little bit and find out more about you can you kind of tell us a little bit more about your career journey and why you felt called to help others with career change I know you've tapped on this a bit but it'd be good to know a little bit more in depth I guess yeah of course because there's a bit of a story that comes I guess before this website existed um so yeah we'll, we'll go back in time um, well, I was one of these people who made a decision about what sort of career that I wanted to do at quite a young age. And I was 16 when uh, at school, I decided that once I finish education, I want to work in marketing. And I wasn't too specific back then. I just had in mind that marketing was an area of interest to me. And it was a few years after I'd finished university that I landed my first job in marketing. And mm. that was working as an account handler for a marketing agency. And the, the work that we did in that agency was about 
delivering HR and people-related communications for clients. So we did things like build careers websites for corporate clients, or we um, went into university campuses and helped organize events to get those students on campus interested in learning about this company and what sort of employment opportunities they offer and try and get those students to apply for uh, internships or graduate jobs at that company as opposed to a, a competitor all sorts of fun things like that and I spent about four years working my way up um, in two agencies in the end within that account handling and project management area and you know there were a lot of positives that I really don't take for granted in in those four years for example I think some of my strongest skills really lend themselves to project management work so I was quite good at the job that I was doing for a time and I worked with some really well-known brand names and some really great clients and I had a lot of fun within the the offices themselves that I worked in with my colleagues and I think those are really three just quick examples of three things that are actually so important to me and that I look back on and really value um but I'm sure you could sense there was a but coming um but what was really challenging on the flip side was for me I couldn't sustain the long hours that I was working, relentlessly long hours. And for me also, I found it increasingly hard to manage the high stress levels. And as I got a bit more experienced and a bit more senior, then that stress uh, in- increased. Mm. And that the combination of those two things were tough. And it got to a point where one day, I thought, I I can't sustain this anymore. This isn't quite working for me. And so I made the decision to leave agency life. And at the time, I thought I still wanted to remain within marketing, that idea I first had when I was 16. And I thought, what I'll do instead, rather than working for another agency, where what that means is that you're working typically with a few different clients on different projects for different organisations. Instead, I thought, perhaps I'll get a bit more focused and I'll go and work at one of those clients' organisations in their marketing or department, for example. But for whatever reason, and that's probably a whole other conversation, that transition to move in-house to get client-side was quite difficult. And I had to think a bit laterally of, okay, well, this isn't quite working. So what am I going to do instead? And that was then I pivoted into a different area. And I started doing freelance content writing and editing work. And um, it was around about that time when I'd, I'd left the agency world that I'd begun doing all this research into well, if I were to change a career, where do I begin? I've got absolutely no clue. Where do I start with that? Um, And that's when I began that whole 
journey of doing all the reading of the books and listening to the podcasts and all that stuff just in my spare time. And about two years later, roughly, it dawned on me one day, huh, maybe I should share all this information that I've spent the last two years looking for. And, and so the website came along while I was doing this, this freelance editorial work. Mm. And then bring us a bit more up to date, after a couple of years of the freelancing, I had the opportunity to take a new, um, a full-time editorial job that was based in Switzerland um, mm. that, that you, you know about, because I remember we, we spoke last year when I was in the city called Basel and I moved out there. It was a good time in my life to do something different. Moved out there and was working in a full-time role, doing this editing work by day and by night in my spare time, I was continuing to build the website. Um, and I guess it was a side project, but I don't know if I really used that kind of language in the beginning. It was just something that I did in my spare time. Mm. Um, and I spent just over two years in Switzerland, obviously had a fantastic time, um, and very recently moved back to the UK about a month ago. Mm. And it's a similar sort of story. At the moment, I'm working, again, on a freelance basis, doing editorial work um, and also managing the, the work of the website. Uh, so that's a bit about my, in, <laughs> in a long nutshell, a bit about my career journey. And again, to answer your the second part of your question about why did I feel called to help other people with, with their career change? Hmm. I think like a lot of these sorts of things, part of it came about because of my own experience, because I'd had that difficult time where I'd left the agency world and thought I would be able to make what I hoped was quite a smooth transition to the other side going to work for a client company basically um, but for whatever reason I didn't succeed on that and that left me questioning well if I can't do that then does this mean the end of me and marketing mm. and that was wobbly it felt difficult because yeah. I'd been quite sure of wanting to work in marketing for such a long time to then have that in question was uh, challenging because then I didn't know well what's my next option then I didn't have any kind of a plan B yeah. and as you in fact said earlier mm. if not knowing where to begin yeah. is really hard um, and that's a really common problem that people want to change career but don't know what it is they want to do instead um, mm. and it's tough and so yes there's a there's a part of it here where I, I'm talking from personal experience and from conversations I was having with people, I, I knew then and I know now that it's not an isolated incident, that other people have difficulties in their work and feel lost and feel as if they're not on the path that's right for them. Mm. Um, and yet having said that, I think the process of changing career is still a difficult one and it's a long process. It's not an overnight thing. And I think there's still too much 
resistance from employers who are not open to hiring career changers who bring a breadth of experience and it's just such a shame Mm. I don't think that career change should be some kind of a taboo subject or so difficult Mm. um I just don't think it should be beyond the realms of possibility and in fact frankly I think it's crazy to assume or expect (laughs) any of us to work in one career for our entire working life that's just bonkers <laughs> I keep saying bonkers the work is coming up um yeah but clearly that's that's how I feel and so part of me talking about the subject and um building this website and sharing resources and all this sort of stuff is in the hope that well if I talk about it based on my experience of having a career change myself and of doing all this research of what information is out there to any people who want to change a career, I hope that I can open up the topic more and begin to make it less of a taboo sort of subject and hopefully in time get to a point where actually it's seen as a normal thing and not something that's beyond the realms of possibility to achieve yourself mm-hmm. no that's, that's really really interesting and I agree with you it's, it is totally you know, bonkers balmy whatever you want to call it that that we don't first of all I think a lot of people have this idea of that you know that one job for life but things things are changing and with technology and everything else there is options available and I think sometimes people just close themselves off and there's that not just that fear of leaving but you know I always use this analogy a lot it's like you know when you have a really like favorite pair of slippers that you don't want to get rid of and (laughs) so comfy and they're just that easy to put on but you know you need to get a new pair you know I'm kind of comparing it to career change in a way but I'm also saying that we have to go out of our comfort zone and do what feels right for us and a lot of people don't take the action because of fear because of so many reasons but I love I love the passion it was really really interesting just to see the passion behind why you're kind of so dedicated towards it It it's nice to nice to hear that Mm, thank you for saying that um you you talking about that the slippers analogy which I like (laughs) has reminded me of something a friend said to me the other day in a similar way but it's less um not articulate but I don't know it doesn't paint such a nice picture and she was describing this as being a bit like having a really dirty blanket like a dirty comfort blanket that uh, you've had for years and years and it doesn't just need to go in the wash it needs to get burnt and Mm -hmm. it it needs to go Um, but it's so comfortable you know it through and through (laughs) and it, it tickled me yeah and it's easy I think that's the other thing around um why people kind of hesitate around it. I mean that's what I've seen with my clients I don't want to generalize here for the people who are listening because everyone's really different now isn't there there's so many different spectrums um to this so kind of um I, I really want to ask you this question it's really interesting hearing about your journey but going into that a little bit more who kind of inspires you with, with your own career Roz? I'd love to find out I like this question um <laughs> It's a good one to ask, and I'm taking a second to think about it because 
there's quite a few people who are coming to mind um, uh, without wanting to go on and on. How do I narrow this down? Let's see. <laughs> I think there's a theme that I'm drawn to people who are passionate. Uh, I think that word can be overused somewhat, so I'm kind of reluctant to use it, but it, it has its place, who are passionate about and really believe in the work that they do. I think that's just a very attractive and interesting quality in people. And because I know in myself that I really enjoy having a variety in the work that, that I do, I enjoy doing different projects or different sort of tasks and my week looking quite different uh, day by day. I therefore think I feel inspired by people who, for example, have multiple income streams, who are, are doing perhaps several different jobs um, or have a portfolio career. There's all sorts of language, like a multi-hyphen or multi-passionate, whatever you want to call that sort of person. Um, who, these people who have incorporated a lot of variety into their work. In fact, actually, Shoma, you're a really good example of this because you, <laughs> you, your work, just the bits that I know of involves your mentoring and working directly with individuals. Yeah. Your, I know you do a lot of writing, mm -hmm. a lot of social media, mm -hmm. um, content creation mm -hmm. and posting. You have your own podcast, obviously. Mm -hmm. That is a, a really good example of <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this sort of thing that I find really interesting and inspiring. And a couple of other people I can think of off the top of my head who I find inspiring are the, you've perhaps heard of them, the co-founders of a company called Amazing If, which mm -hmm. they're, yeah, yeah, I expect you'd know, yeah, they're called Helen Tupper and Sarah Ellis. Mm -hmm. And um, Amazing If is their career development company. And yeah, yeah. they've mm -hmm. also written one book, they've got another one on the way, they post a podcast as well. Um, and also there's somebody I, really look up to and interested in called Bruce Daisley mm. he has had a pretty glittering career working for tech companies like Google and YouTube and most recently Twitter okay. um, most recently he was I think it was the VP of Europe and APAC Twitter something like that mm. um, and he wrote a book that I think came out last year possibly the one before called The Joy of Work Oh, wow. um, oh yes I've heard of that book Sorry. yeah okay. yeah yeah and he's also got a podcast it's called Eat Sleep Work Repeat that's yeah. that's excellent mm -hmm. and his work I think in a nutshell now is is dedicated to exploring work culture and mm -hmm. how do we make work better and so there's a theme there I guess that I've just listed off a couple of people who are in mm -hmm. the the career development and yeah. world of work in, in that sense of how can we make work better for everybody? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I have heard of the, the the gentleman that you mentioned at the end, but um, it's really interesting because obviously before we started the podcast, we were talking about kind of your, uh, you know, how you're so interested in careers and careers development so it does make sense but it's interesting interesting to hear and I actually listening to I listen to the amazing if podcast um and follow um their work 
it's very interesting. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Rose. So kind of talking a little bit more about, obviously, unfortunately, what's going on right now. But for those people who obviously listen to this in the future, this will still kind of be relevant, I think, because the pandemic, the aftermath is going to be around for a number of years, I think, anyway. Um what would you t- say to someone who is currently battling with the idea of career change due to redundancy, but worries about their future? Yes, it's a sensitive and timely thing to think about, and it's a good question to raise. I think that everything that's happened this year in 2020, and um, unfortunately will continue for a, a while beyond us having this conversation, mm-hmm. it's prompted a lot of people to think about whether is it now time for me to make a career change is it time to sort of face the music I know I've not been happy or fulfilled for a long time and with the world turning upside down this year I think it's prompted people to reflect inwards and consider whether actually it is now the time to really do something about this and that includes people as as you've mentioned who have recently been made redundant and I think what I would say to someone who's considering changing career as a a result of being made redundant um, but naturally will have some concerns about their future I think the first thing I'd flag is that we know that the process of changing career can take time, that it's very rarely an overnight um, process or a really quick fix. And so with that in mind, I'd say it depends on the individual, of course, but if somebody doesn't have financial security in a, a big pot of savings just sitting waiting for them to take time out from work while they're exploring what their new career possibility might be, I might suggest consider taking on a similar sort of role to the one that you've just been doing before your redundancy as a a stopgap, really see it as a short-term measure just to keep you afloat, to pay the bills, give you a focus, if, if that feels like the right solution. But that's not to say there's no reason why that stops you from exploring different career options. Mm. And we've talked about this already, that a really common difficulty that people can face is wanting to change career, knowing with certainty that what they're doing now is really not right. That can often be the easy bit. The hard bit is often, but what is it that I want to do instead? And, And getting to that answer, can be really difficult and it's it's really common for people to not know even what else is out there and what they their skills or experience suited to and if if that's you if you're not sure what it is that you want to do next my suggestion would be to start with using any little pockets of spare time that you can dedicate in the week to this pursuit and explore things that interest you. Don't necessarily concentrate on the practicalities from the off about, but that listening to podcasts interests me, but if, for example, (laughs) as it does for me, but really, is that gonna be my new career? You don't have to let those um, 
doubts hold you back just yet. If it's mm. something that interests you, that little spark is enough to get you going. And I'd suggest thinking about following those interests. Is there anybody in your network or someone in your network's network who you could um, have a conversation with if they're doing a job that really intrigues you, that you want to learn more about and understand day to day, what does that job actually entail? Or could you spend one hour or a couple of hours a week, for example, volunteering for an organization that will enable you to build up some new experience or help develop skills that you might not be using in your current or your recent work mm -hmm. um, that will actually be really useful to help you mm -hmm. shift into a, a different career that depends on that sort of experience or those particular skills. Um, there's a brilliant website, which you'll know of, uh, because I think you've, one of your former podcast guests, Lucy Standing, um, she's fantastic. She created a website that's called Brave Starts mm. that I recommend to just about everybody. It's one of the tools that I have listed on the website more from my career. And Brave Starts, for anybody who doesn't know, is a website that facilitates job shadowing experiences for professionals. If you sort of think about work experience, but for grown-ups, work experience doesn't just have to be for, <laughs> for students. And what it means is that if you're curious about retraining and becoming a florist, I'm just thinking completely randomly here, you can go onto that website, Brave Starts, and I know for a fact that's one of the opportunities available that you could either choose, for example, to have a conversation with an expert, as it's called, in that field. So a florist who probably owns their own business. You could have a phone call with that person, ask them any questions you like, and really get a sense for what's talking to someone who knows this work uh, inside out. Actually, does it measure up to what I think it might measure up to? Or you could even take it a bit further. You can do certain um, on the job shadowing experiences. So you could spend half a day with somebody who's a voice coach, for example, or um, a recruiter, an HR professional, or um, a counselor, all sorts of opportunities available on that website. And I, I mention it because I really strongly believe that having conversations with people or getting and all the combination of getting real experience in areas that interest you is the most effective and the quickest way that you're going to learn whether or not that thing that interests you could become a career that is right for you yeah. and it's a kind of very useful way of of assessing that whether that thing is is good for you and this doesn't necessarily have to be something that takes up loads of your time. I know time can be something that um, can stop people from committing to changing career because yeah, yeah. it can feel like or sound like it's going to be a, a huge time sap. But it could literally be half an hour a week that you 
allocate into your diary, you dedicate that time solely to this thing of moving your career forwards in a different direction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that you need to dedicate a whole day every week. It's, mm-hmm. it's as much time as you can manage. Um, but as we talked about, it can be so easy to stay within what's familiar to us, what's known and comfortable to us. And so if you're serious about exploring the possibility of career change, then I recommend carving out those dedicated time slots and really committing to them so that that time doesn't get swallowed up elsewhere. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ros. I just wanted to say something very quickly. Um, I actually met Lucy a very long time ago, Lucy Standing, but just to make clear, because just for the listeners, um, I haven't actually interviewed her on this podcast. Um, oh, sorry. I'm getting all my things confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. It's just for not, nothing. It's just to correct um, in terms of the listeners. Because, but maybe she might be a good guest. Uh-huh. maybe she would oh I'm sorry I must have I know, um, yeah yeah well I definitely recommend it I've I've had a couple of chats with Lucy before and mm-hmm. I obviously I'm getting all in a muddle I thought she'd been on a podcast before but no it's Lucy just... Sheridan who's been on the podcast oh so, another great person today. yeah yeah but... <laughs> But very um, different. Okay. But, um, I, I have spoken to Lucy before, the other Lucy. There are a lot of, there are a lot of Lucy's in the <laughs> Um and a lot of Helen's. They're the two names that always, you know, um, <laughs> you have to make sure you know which one you're talking about. Um but I'm just sorry about that. that's that's, that's my mistake, sorry. No, 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 it's not a mistake at all. It's just if the listeners think, oh, okay, how come Sean's not spoken to her? Maybe in the future though. I need to reach out to her because I am linked with her. You've inspired me there a little bit, um, Roz, to think about actually, because I do know what she does and what she does is really, really great. Mm. Um, but um, it, in that way, it, it just um, rectifies the fact that in case listeners are like, oh, yeah. where's her episode gone? <laughs> um, they'll know that it's Lucy Sheridan. Um, but, you know, definitely I need to reach out to her and maybe get her in the podcast, hey? <laughs> I'll yeah. definitely listen to that if you do. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully she remembers me because I spoke to her many years ago, actually. Um, so, just kind of towards the end, because I you always talk about books, podcasts, so many things. Can you just like can can you recommend like one book you felt has kind of shaped your own career journey? Hmm. I've now got Lucy Sheridan in my head and I'm thinking about her book, which I read early this year, um, which is fantastic. I really recommend that. It's called The Comparison Cure. Yeah. Um, but I think what I'll choose, it's a tricky one. You asked me this difficult question. I've read a lot of career-related, business-related yeah. books, um, but let's narrow it down to one. I'm going to go for a book called How to Be Heard by the author Julian Treasure. Okay. And the book isn't strictly a career-related book as such. Um, Mm. The book is about communication in really simple terms. It's about um, teaching you with and equipping you with the skills to listen and speak more effectively, hence the title How to Be Heard. Um, and that applies 
So whether you're in conversation with somebody one-on-one or you're in a group in your, your team at work or even to being on stage presenting. And I'm going with this book because it's actually had a pretty profound effect on me, I think, as a person. Hmm. Um, I say that because thinking about how we listen to somebody, what's going on in our heads when we're having a conversation with someone, another person speaking to us, we're listening to them. Hmm. I know I've said my, about myself before that I think I'm a good listener. And I think yeah. a lot of people share that as well. But what I've realized is that truly good listeners are hard to come by because deep listening is actually a really difficult skill to hone. And I catch myself doing this all the time where I think it's just human to do so. If somebody is talking to me and there's a little voice rattling around in my head who's uh, who's piping up saying, oh yeah, I totally know what they're talking about. I've been through a really similar thing. I totally get it. I, I know where they're coming from. And while that voice is popping up in my head, in that moment, I'm not listening to what the other person's saying to me. I'm thinking about how their experience relates to my own. Or even sometimes, you know, with such busy people with so much going on in life that you might be half listening to somebody and half thinking, right, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? And oh, I need to tick that thing off my to-do list. And tomorrow I've got to do this, this and this. And your, your brain just takes you somewhere else for a minute. And then you come back to that person and realize, oh, I, I haven't been listening for uh, to what they've been saying. And I think all oh, that's completely natural, but I find it very interesting. I think about that a lot in how to speak in a way that's engaging and articulate. I'm by no means good or um, skilled at this, but I try. Um, I'm definitely a work in progress. And, and likewise, what's going on when you're listening to somebody? Are you really listening to them? And I think these are valuable skills to develop because when you can get better at listening in particular and articulate yourself better mm. and really, really hear somebody. I think you can develop a really special sort of bond and connection with somebody that feels quite different to not truly engaging with them in that moment. And so I think about how that applies to my personal and work relationships and of course sort of plays a part in my career I believe so it's not strictly a career related book but it's it's one that I think about and come back to and if any of that sounds at all interesting the the author Julian Treasure he has given a couple of TED talks and one of them has had something like 40 million views. So you can find that really easily. Um, I think it's one of the top 25 most watched TED Talks ever or something like that. And it's related to this topic of communication, um, speaking and listening. So if that's of interest, I definitely recommend check out the TED Talk as a starting point. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for recommending that book. It sounds really interesting. There's an episode coming up solo episode of mine about how to communicate better 
So it's kind of in alignment with that a little yeah. bit. So, um, uh, actually, one of the tips was listening. <laughs> so, Excellent. Okay. <laughs> listening more. Um, it's quite interesting. Thank you so much, Rose, for your time today. It's been great chatting to you. If people want to connect with you, uh, they want to reach out to you, what is the, the best way to do so, I guess? Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's been such a pleasure and um, a real joy to talk to you. Thank you, Sharma. Um, well, people can find my website, which is morefrommycareer.com. And I really welcome people connecting with me, my personal account on LinkedIn. And you can just search for my name, which is Roz, R-O-Z, Jackson, and, and I'll pop up there and... I'm really open to connecting there and having conversations with people from there. So feel free yeah. to con- connect with me there. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It means so much that you listen to this podcast. And if you think this has made a difference to your day, please share it with someone else that you know. If you haven't already, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much. If you want to find out more about the Career Happiness Mentor, please subscribe to our newsletter or email me. All the details are in the show notes.